celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. What did you do to the dog? I don't know. I didn't do anything to this dog. I'm crying. Is that a stain on your pants now? <laughs> yeah. sure I think the best thing you can do is just let him ride it out. And... No! That's the worst thing you can do. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. This should have been Friday's theme music. Stormageddon. Uh, pretty big weekend. Yeah, pretty big weekend. But hey, you're there. I'm here. We made it. We're good. Hope everybody else is safe and good. If you go back to, say, 1995, and you say, you know what? If you're like Nostradamus, and I don't even think Nostradamus would have predicted this. You say, there's going to be a day when vinyl takes the reins over CD once again. You'd be like, you would place a pretty safe bet that that would not happen. In 1995, yes. Today, I get it because it's vintage, man. It's happened. It's it's, It's happened. In 2022, vinyl outsold (laughs) <laughs> CDs. That's pretty crazy. 41 million vinyls were sold in the United States last year and only 33 million CDs were sold in the United States last year, which is really strange to me because I don't I think the CD still a viable form of of receiving music and to me it's a much more viable form of receiving music than than vinyl. Well, yeah, I mean, it comes in a nice case. It's compact, right? Compact disc. Um, you know, so I've gone over to somebody's house and they had a whole wall of vinyl. And we sat there one night and we were drinking and talking and listening to albums and even pull something else out. And, and, but I thought, why couldn't you do this with CDs? You know, and he's like, ah, it's just right. not the same. The sound isn't the same. And, and then I talked to some of my friends that are a little bit older than me, like I'm talking closer to 60. And, you know, they really were in that vinyl era. And, you know, they're like, there's just, there's a sound you can't replace with vinyl. I go, yeah, but the thing is that the music gets too loud. The bass is too much. It'll skip the, uh, the needle on the record. The needle on the record. So, I don't know. To me, I don't know. I, I just, I love music. I, it, I'm, it, it's got to be on all the time. I love all different kinds of music, depending what I'm doing. But it's so nice to be able to have all that on my phone. It Bluetooths into my speaker. In right. my car, and no, I can I drive you. with it. I can ride, whatever you know. So, uh, I do. Ex- I do. What about those people it. that say, "Man, if you're li- like Neil Young, that say, man, if you're listening to streaming, you're not getting the full quality of it." Yeah, I, I don't stream as much, but I do. I pay for you know satellite. I have a, I have an XM. I listen to Pandora so from time to time. But it's usually when it's like background music, you know. It's like sitting around a campfire, got a Bluetooth speaker there, and I'm listening to everybody's you know, talking. Yeah, everybody's talking, yeah. but you know, a song comes on, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's so." And that's usually what it is. It kind of turns into name that tune, and we we pick different genres and decades and things like that to to listen to. What's great about Pandora is you put in an artist, and it gives you all those artists that were kind of popular around that time or that would be linked to that artist, and so you get that kind of genre of music. And um, like The Cure, for example, you put The Cure in and then you get all that other kind of, I don't even remember what that genre of music was called. You you might remember. It was kind of like this, uh, everybody wore trench coats and, and eyeliner and, and it was kind of dark, but it was, <laughs> it was an odd time. But I remember a couple of weeks goth. ago, we were like, goth, not goth, it wasn't goth. 
It was like psychedelic furs and, you know, that kind of stuff. It was new it was, wave. It was that kind was of new, new wave. wave. Yeah, that's all new wave stuff. And then you get like Talk Talk, which, oh my God, I can't even remember Talk Talk. Do you remember Talk Talk? And then it, Talk Talk comes up on this channel all the time. And Wasn't so, that the name of the band and the song? Yes. All talk, you do talk. to me is Talk Talk. Talk Talk. <laughs> talk Talk. And then you get, you know, like, uh, you know, Depeche Mode and I don't know, all those kind of weird new wave stuff. And so we spent hey, like a whole night on new wave for like four hours and it was it was kind of fun to go down that road again you, you know that, a great that's idea the, for that's a social media thing, network that's the great thing about streaming radio though is when you know you, that otherwise if so, i would just have to listen to whatever you like or whatever bob likes what if we came up with a social media network and is there's a developer out there idea is for free but we will help you promote it for a cost okay okay it's a social media network where people don't have to type. All they have to do is talk, talk. <laughs> talk, talk. Use the microphone on your laptop, on your phone, whatever. And it's just audio files. So in order to hear what somebody has to say, you have to click on it. Yeah, you can't read anything. You have to click on it. You to can't hear read it. anything. You can't read anything. Maybe there's some kind of reading dynamic. Then you got to have earbuds in, otherwise you're going to bother other people. I don't know if that would work. <laughs> people would complain. Hey, can you turn that down? What do you think? What do you think the biggest selling album was last year? Uh, of the of the vinyl records. Oh, a vinyl, and it would would have been a okay. Will you help me? Is it a classic rock album? No, contemporary new release. Oh, really? But it was on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. weekend. <laughs> the weekend did not crack the top five. Uh, Bruno Mars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know what contemporary is. Is that like uh, a hit? It's somebody we talk about quite a bit because I just I don't understand it, but it's a thing and it's here and you can't deny it. And it's Taylor Swift. She sold oh. nine hundred forty-five thousand copies of her. God, does she just CD have to win mid- everything? Concerts, streaming, midnights. vinyl sales. For God's yeah. sakes. Yeah. Um, she outpaced Harry Styles, who sold Harry's house. That was 480,000 uh, units. Another pop star. Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know who that is, but uh, her album Sour okay. uh, sold 263. Kendrick Lamar. Uh, it was called Good Kid, Mad City. These are all younger uh, artists, uh, too, and they're releasing stuff yeah, on vinyl, and, five and people is, are buying it on vinyl. Huh? Number five is going to really surprise you. Kendrick Lamar just beat out Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. <laughs> the Rumor album sold 243,000 units last year. What? That like would make me think 40, that young people are buying. 40 plus years after its release? Well, yeah, I remember that I told you about that cute brunette that was on uh, you know, YouTube singing her songs, singing the Fleetwood Mac songs. I think young mm-hmm. people are into Fleetwood Mac. They are because that song is everywhere. So young people are now I buying. Hear more that song vinyl. everywhere. Yeah, they're buying. The, they're, young people are buying vinyl now. That's weird. I would think it was older yeah. people. You know, at least our age, if not older, that would be buying that to relive that sound that you get from vinyl. But young people in their twenties are buying vinyl, which is pretty. So when I was doing the remote games exchange in Grover Beach a couple weeks ago, um, I walked in there and he had cassette tapes in there. Are cassette tapes next? 
Oh, my God. No, they're not. There's no way a cassette tape is coming back. Remember, you having to use a pen or a pencil to really it had to be a pencil to rewind it when the tape got pulled out. Or I remember Dude. listening to a tape so much that I, I stretched the tape. And so now when I hear certain songs, because when I was a kid, I had my Walkman. I was mowing the grass. I, I would hear like that would be the sound in the middle of the song. And then it would kick back in because it would. I'm telling stretched. you, Jeremy. OK, we would have had this same conversation 20 years ago. No, cassettes are uh, about compact discs. It's a cult following. Like there may be weirdos that are into cassettes, but it's not going to be like vinyl. Not I'm going to start the trend. I'm going to be the guy. (laughs) Okay, you go ahead. You got to clean the heads. Maybe you had to clean the heads with the alcohol swabs. Oh, God. Wall, a wall. You just don't get the same sound, man, that you get from a cassette. Anybody ready to go back to the cassette? 805-543-3693. <laughs> we got a big announcement coming up at 805 this morning. The next big show coming to the Vita Robles Amphitheater. Make sure you're with us. That's 805 this morning. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. Don't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. We got tickets to go to the Central Coast Craft Beer Festival, Sunken Gardens, A-Town. This is March 25th, 55-plus craft breweries, wineries, shelters, kombucha is a big part of it, too. And, of course, you got to have the cider. You still drink the cider? You like the cider, Jeff? I love cider. It's my favorite. Lots of of food, live music. Uh, Dad Religion, which is a a group of local guys. Some are in the brewery industry. Some own bars. Uh, some are just looking for friends, and uh, they're going to be performing live with uh, Moon Dogs and uh, Vinyl DJ by Traffic Records. That that's a new one. Uh, we got VIP tickets that'll get you in. That's nine forty today. If you know the show. Okay, so these are two things that I I think you I think you'll like. Um, Pepsi is, is is going a little bit crazy though with their cross-promotion of Doritos. Okay. They have a plan in place to create two new flavors of Doritos-inspired Jack Link's beef jerky. What two flavors of Doritos would you like to see cross over to the jerky industry? Oh, okay, well, I, I have a feeling that um, I think one of them will be Cool Ranch. Um Nacho cheese makes a lot of sense. I mean, those are their two biggest flavors, right? Um, I'm trying to think. They have so many. I mean, I saw Tapatio Doritos the other day. Yeah. I don't know if I want to try. I mean, Tapatio is okay. I don't know if I want that all on my chip. I, but I, 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 I kind of want to try it. So I'll, I'll go with those two, Nacho and Cool Ranch. You're wrong on both fronts. What? Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Wait a second. What other Dorito flavor is there? So I didn't know this. This is my favorite flavor of of Doritos. They're like a salsa verde or something? No, no, no. I thought they were discontinuing it because I can't find it anywhere. But come to find out after reading this article on the uh, Jack Link's uh, inspired uh, Doritos flavored uh, jerky, whatever. um, The spicy sweet chili is my favorite. And it is... um, it's it's not on the shelves because it gets sold out all the time. That's their most popular flavor of Doritos. No, is it is not. It is not more popular a, than nacho cheese. It can't be. 
That's what they say. They, that's what they say. They, they, Are it's you kidding definitely me? One of the mo, one of the most popular Doritos flavors. So that one is going to have the crossover with the Jack Links, and Flamin' Hot Doritos are going to have the crossover with Jack Links. I think both of them work well with beef jerky. So this this will be nice. Uh, Flamin' Hot's for people like you, the heat seekers. And then that sweet, uh, spicy chili is like, you know, the spicy and the sweet. I mean, I think they kind of already exist. Though, I've had the Flamin' the, Hot. The, the problem with the Flamin' Hot is that crap gets on your fingers. And if you touch your face, you're in trouble. Have you tried the Flamin' yeah. Hot Cool Ranch? That one I would be interested in trying. I was uh, such an ass kicker. I grabbed one on accident when I went to go get the Cool Ranch Doritos once. And I was like, oh, man. And I, I, I open it up and I'm like, why are these all red? And I'm like, I look at the front of the bag. I'm like, ah, man. So I, I'm like, okay, well, you know me. We just established. Well, I don't like to waste food. Um, I started eating them. And man. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Right now, actually. I want to I clear out my sinuses. According to uh, Mexicali-blue.com. <laughs> These are the worst. So you go to Google and you type in most popular Doritos. And then right below it, it says, uh, people are asking, what is the most popular flavor of Doritos? And you click down, and it says nacho cheese. It's been around the long, you know, one of the longest flavors, except for the original, since 1972. And then you look down at uh, what's, you know, what is this, uh, what is the link to this? What is the, who is saying this? And it's mexicali-blue.com. I don't think that really supports my uh, my argument very well. But, yeah, okay, I would imagine. I think they make more of the nacho cheese than they do the spicy sweet chili. I just so don't know how why. it's my favorite chip. Like if I am sat in 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 a grocery store and I'm like you can have anything here you want. I'm most likely going to go with the nacho cheese Doritos, the original from 1970. I am subconsciously though boycotting Doritos right now because of these little mini Doritos that they put in the Pringles can and they sell for the same price as a bag of Doritos and you get like half of what you would normally would get in a bag of Doritos in these little can ones. I don't even want to try them because they're so damn expensive. I'm like, why would I try those? They're little mini Doritos, big deal. So I'm looking mad at the I'm mad at the company right well, now. Well you don't have to do that either, you know. So I know. I know, um, but I'm just mad that they're that they're that they're, you know, trying to hoodwink us. Yeah, Thrill List is one of these um would you give them a little bit more clout when it comes to ranking Doritos? Because they, oh, yeah, they ask the, the people, that's, right? That's a, yeah, because it, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crowdsourced. And I'm not trying to be right on this, but they say nacho cheese is number one. Spicy nacho oh, yeah, is number, I, I get you. number two. Salsa verde is Listen, I was reading a press release from uh, Pepsi and Jack Links, okay? No, <laughs> so I understand. They're going to no, say it's most popular because they want to push that. They want to push that jerky. But here we go. I'm going to have to try it because number five, according to Thrillist, and they've talked to over 100,000 people, is Tapatio. Tapatio Doritos is the top five. And then Flamin' Hot Limon, and then uh, Dynamite Chili Limon, and then Sweet, here it is, Spicy Sweet Chili. That's yours. And you know what? I had yours one time, and I got to tell you, it was a bad experience, and I'll tell you why. Because I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and Buffalo Wild Wings and, and Doritos got together with the sweet, I'm sorry, with the spicy sweet chili, and they coated their wings with crumpled Doritos. And it was not very good. And then she's like, oh, here's a bag of, you know, if you want to take them home for later. And I never got to them. And you didn't need them? I forgot. They got oh. thrown out. 
So Pick them my way. I'm man. gonna have to. Well, no, they just. I just. I mean, and I was like, well, eh, they weren't really good on the chicken, so. But I probably need to have them by themselves. What is your favorite flavor of Dorito? 805-543-3693. Have you had the organic white cheddar? <laughs> no. It comes in in the top 20. <laughs> At number 20, 805-543-3693. Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. All right, Jeff, I got good news for you. Uh, 58% of people say sometimes... They order different dishes at a restaurant so their friends or significant others can share with them. 35% say they never do that because they don't want anybody touching their food. I know you hate topless yeah, places. That, that 35% the right 35%. Um, <laughs> see, I like to, I like to, I, I think it's fun to try a bunch of different things. So, you know, when we're sitting down with people, you know, the food comes out. It's like, when, what do you do at a Chinese restaurant? Because it usually comes out in all the platters, right? It's, uh, it's family style, right? Or you go to a family style meal. Uh, I'm guessing that you don't do a lot of those things. No, I hate it. Like, get the fork out of what I'm going to be eating, man. Well, that's not really how it should work. There should be a serving spoon on each dish, and then you scoop it up, and you put it on your plate, and you put the serving spoon back. Yeah, it's called Thanksgiving. I do it at somebody's house every year. Why would I go to a restaurant and have that done? I want it made especially for me. Um, This poll asked if you've ever ordered the same thing as a friend or partner because you decided that you want to make sure that they don't want to try what you have. Have you ever been in a situation where you literally ordered the same thing that somebody you were eating with did just so they didn't have to try yours? Yeah. What was the grossest thing? It. It was like you ordered- she does it all the time. She does it all the time. I like I make her order before me so I can have a, I I usually go with my plan B because she's going to order exactly what I get. So wait a second. You won't even let your wife eat off your plate? I will. I will. I mean, <laughs> you'd prefer not, not to. Not, yeah. No, I, I actually do let her try stuff, you know. It, I don't, in fact, that's why I do it. That's why I order something different because I'm like, hey, I'm going to try a little bit of that. You but you know what doesn't make sense? And, here we go. and maybe because they're your kids and they're, they're, they're from you, you used to tell me all the time that you didn't even order at a restaurant. You would just eat off your kids' plates. So you would do exactly to them what you hate people doing to you. They're done. That's the difference. But you're still eating off someone else's plate. You find it gross to eat no, off other people's off of plates. Plate. No, I take it off their plate and I put it on my plate. After they've it's been finger food. <laughs> it's it's finger food with my kids. I won't finish their like if they had like macaroni and cheese or something like that. No, I'm not touching that. So let's say you're starving. You walk in to a restaurant. I'm there. I'm finishing up. I've got half of my cheeseburger left. Would you eat it? What are you eating? A cheeseburger. I'm eating a cheeseburger. I've got no, half no, no, of it no. left. You come in, no. you're starving. But I would eat my kids. I would eat my kids. Why? Why? What's the difference? Your kids are dirty. They're around other kids. They don't wash their hands. They're my kids. <laughs> They've been sprung from my loins. <laughs> so would you rather it's, eat it's off more, your it's kids' more of a, it's probably It's probably more of a... A family economic discussion than it is a hunger. <laughs> no, discussion. I'm just trying to get like how grossed out you are by people. 
So uh, right now, your kid's not grossed out by it all because I know you do this all the time. Would you rather eat it off your kid's plate or, or your or wife's plate, or is it the same? Same. What about your mother's plate? Same. You're from her loin. Except, would you eat off your mother's yeah, I'll, plate? I'll finish. No. Uh-uh. No, I won't touch my <laughs> Why would you finish your mother's? Immediate family. I, I, I know she's immediate family, but it's different. Would your mom be offended that you are a, that you think it's gross to eat off her plate? She does it to me all the time. She's like, "Oh my gosh, you know, here, try this," and she'll start <laughs> shoving food onto my plate. I'm like, "No, no, 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 stop, stop!" <laughs> and then you just pick up the plate and you throw it against the wall. You're like, "Damn it, mom! I'm I like, told I'm you like, I don't I'm like, like that." Great, great, you ruined my my meal now because I'll have like food sitting there, and she's like, "Here, try this." <sighs> She's like, she's like you. You guys would love eating dinner together because it's nothing but passing food back and forth. It's like a relay race. Well, I have a friend that will just stick his fingers like on my plate, grabbing something, and I can't stand that. Yeah, and I already know the guy's not super clean because I don't know. He's yeah. he just he's not as clean as I am, and I am like <sighs> you, Adam, and my mom should all go out to eat. No, I was talking about Ken. Ken. Our buddy oh. Ken will just stick his hand. He'll pick Throw up your drink. He'll too. pick up your drink. Adam doesn't do it, but Ken will. Ken will pick up your drink. Oh, let me taste that beer. I'm like, oh god, it's Ken's a course light, right. dude. Ken, Ken is the worst. Uh, Ken is the worst. And um, what do you do with a friend? Yeah, like that? what do you do? You smack their hand. They're afraid. They yeah. You give them tough love, is what you do. It's like what we did with. Uh, when we, when, when we, the United States defense, launched Star Wars, you have a defense plan in, in place when you go to eat with them. It's like you almost have to have a fork in your opposite hand just to stab them if they try to come at you, right? So you're eating with, with your right, you got less fork in your left hand, like, come on, get back, get back. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, after they make that initial initial try, you sit there with the fork pointing at them, like, <laughs> "Do you want to try me again?" <laughs> hey, hang on, coming up, we'll get to dumbass of the day. We're also going to make that a concert announcement for Vino Robles at eight oh five and give away tickets. And the Central Coast Craft Beer Festival is back. We'll tell you how you can win tickets to go to that. Yeah, Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on ninety three point three KZOZ. All right, so this guy has to pay his wife $215,000 for 25 years of unpaid domestic labor. This was just ruled in a Spanish court. Good morning, it's Jeff and Jeremy. Uh, phone numbers are 805-543-3693. I know there's a lot of people that have been divorced. This is back pay? <laughs> this is back this is, pay for 25 okay. years of domestic labor, all right? The settlement was calculated by a judge based on annual minimum wage throughout the couple's marriage. The man must also pay his ex-wife a monthly pension of $527, as well as $422 and $633 to his 20-year-old and 14-year-old. His daughters are both going to get $422, and the other one's going to get $633. When I got, so when my dad had to pay child support, you know, he picked me up every other weekend. Okay. And he would uh, give me a check to run inside to my mom. And I thought, hey, man, that's child support. That's for me, mom. The, 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 this is this is the. Why don't you just sign that check over to me? Yeah, just give it to me. I'm going to Toys R Us. And uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I'll go buy some shoes, video game buy headquarters, some clothes, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. And and I was like, man, I could get three hundred dollars a month. Um. That's what I'm worth. Um. But she 
politely explained to me, you know, you got to eat some food, you got to have a roof over your head and all that stuff. This guy has to pay his ex-wife the back pay. I did the back pay per year. It's not that bad, really. It's 8600 per year. Yeah, but that's crazy. I mean, you know, he's out. He's providing for the family by working and she's managing the family. It's kind of a deal, right? Like if I'm out and I'm not here to do this, you're going to cover this side of it. I'm going to bring in the money to make sure that we have power. We have a house. We have food. We have all that. And you're going to manage that once I bring it in. To me, that's always made sense. And I think they're equal. What you don't know about this guy is that he had a he owned a string of gyms. Uh, think of Planet Fitness on a smaller scale. And yeah. he he's worth $6.4 million, his businesses are. So it's not like he's not worth anything. So the judge decided, well, if you're worth this much money, then she deserves more than just making sure your dinner's ready and your laundry's clean and your kids are fed. You're going to need to give her some of that money. I I think it's a good thing. I, a new yeah, I don't necessarily think that this is bad. I, I, I mean... You know what? He got they got a divorce. They agreed on the divorce. She's like, "Hey, she deserves something so, more than this." Sort of kind of severance there because yeah. her job, her job was to look after the house, um, and they still got kids together, it, which need to be accounted for. If he's not going to account for them, he's just going to be the the gym owner driving around a Ferrari or Plus something. Plus, he's like got that. olive oil farms. We all know that people love olive oil and luxury yeah. vehicles, and she didn't get any yeah. of that because they signed a. It's kind of like a prenup back in 1995. They're calling it a separation of goods, meaning he gets to keep all of his wealth, but they have to split common possessions. But I think she deserves a little bit more than that. And she will. As a matter of fact, I saw uh, there's a survey that I was, when I was looking into this story, another link that said that stay-at-home moms think they should earn $162,000 a year. It's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot for a lot of us that go to work every day. And, but, you know, work okay. over eight hours a day and 40-hour work weeks yeah, but, and our commuting and everything else, and we don't make close to that. We have had this discussion before where the fabric of society is tearing apart because kid, parents aren't there for their kids, right? I mean, especially here in the United States, like the parents can't be there for their kids because they're out working jobs or doing whatever, um, the, there's no such thing as a stay at home mother anymore. In fact, oftentimes the, the mom and the dad might have multiple jobs in order to keep, especially here <laughs> in this little slice of California, you might have to have multiple jobs in order to, you know, keep up the, the mortgage payment, keep up the, you know, the taxes and everything else. And something's going to slip through the cracks. When that happens, and that would likely be, okay, once the kids are old enough to kind of fend for themselves, let them fend for themselves a little bit more, you know? And maybe that's what's falling through the crack, the cracks. Because right now, as a parent, you probably have to give up anything that you want to do that's personal, like golf. Or like shopping. Right, I'm a golfer. Or like whatever. A very long time. Weekends with friends or a day with friend or whatever. Because you work so much that you only get weekends to spend time with your kids. Yeah. But that's the cost of living in California. Right. Especially and, in Central I mean, so there is something to be said for, I mean, since the state of California and Gavin Newsom and municipalities like San Francisco and Los Angeles just want to dole out cash to people that are either living on the street or based on their genetic makeup. Um, they're like, oh, you deserve this money here. Take this money. 
Um, why don't you also lump into that group actually a uh, uh, segment of society that is actually doing something to make society better? And that would be like a stay-at-home mother. Stay-at-home mother would be there, you know, like maybe there's a test you got to pass every year, show that you're doing your job. I don't know, in order to get get the the money that you're talking about. What was it? One hundred sixty-two thousand dollars. Two hundred fifteen thousand dollars is what. No, she but you said paid. you said the stay-at-home. Oh, oh the one hundred sixty-two thousand. Yeah, for the stay-at-home mom salary. <laughs> yeah, this woman was only getting eight thousand six hundred a year. Yeah. in back pay. Yeah, so, so it's different in Spain, especially if you he's know. you know acquired such a fortune, and you know he does that as a family unit, right? You can't just say that it was his. So, yeah. So I've got to make about another $162,000 in order for my wife to be a stay-at-home mother. <laughs> 805-543-3693. You can weigh in right now. Those are the 805 beer lines. A uh, recent survey says that 56% of people say they either have to deal with somebody or have a partner that snores. Has your wife ever said anything to you that you snore? Yeah, recently, yeah, because of this cold. Oh, yeah, the cold is the worst. I sleep in the, the guest other- room whenever I get sick. Um, the other night, she gets I, 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 I said, oh, man, I woke up this morning and I, I I slept with my mouth open all night. She goes, yeah, I know. It's like, well. <laughs> There's, yeah, you, you can't breathe through your nose. I mean, you, what are you going to do? That's why I go to the guest room. Because I'll sleep better because I it bothers me when I wake up and I know my mouth is all dry and it's awful. Oh, it's and I'm word. coughing and I'm just like, oh, I'm told she's probably not sleeping. So it's just much more relaxing to go to the guest room. We've got a TV in there. I can sleep in there. It's very comfortable. Blah, blah, blah. I can shut the door, be loud. It's not set up like Aaron Rodgers' cave? (laughs) No. No, actually, I like a nightlight so I don't trip. She hates it. She wants the room like Aaron Rodgers. I want oh, the, really? I want a little bit of light. So if I get out yeah, of bed, I don't trip over something yeah. and like, you know, end up in the hospital getting stitches in my face. I hate getting up. Like if you get up, you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot to go to the bathroom before I went to sleep or something like that. You get up and you got like at like two o'clock in the morning and there's no light illuminating in your room and you've got to feel your way around the room to get over to the bathroom. That's the worst feeling when you really have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if you're like me, but I'll wake up and I'll kind of feel that I have to pee. I'm like, oh, I can make it. And then I'll yeah, fall back asleep. The and then I wake I up. I'm like, oh, my God, time. I got to pee right yeah. now. And then it's, it's almost terrible. Uh, obviously, you know, there's there's all kinds of different ways. Uh, experts and people just say to get rid of snoring or to help it. Plop, uh, propping yourself up, plopping yourself, propping yourself up, um, you know, buying uh, anti-snore Pillows. I, I did. I didn't even know that was a thing. Maybe that's something you can Google or look up on Amazon. There's the uh, nasal strips or the spray, um, decongestant, showering before bed apparently, or, or taping your mouth shut. Now this is weird. I've heard people say. Now if, this isn't if you have a cold. If you just a snore, you tape your mouth shut, and then it forces you to breathe through your nose, and you won't snore because you snore through your yeah. mouth. The drawback to that is you can't go to sleep because you got tape on your mouth. Yeah, you feel like you're some sort of hostage, right? And you're being tortured. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's a Um, bad idea. I guess if you rub thyme oil on your feet, people say it's unconventional, but some people say it helps them. And the weirdest one I've heard is putting a tennis ball. What is thyme oil? Is that like the um, stuff that uh, Marty McFly uh, put in the... No, 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 no. Thyme, which is like T-H-Y-M-E. Oh, it's, okay. It's okay. a seasoning. It's, you know, I know gotcha. it's an herb. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> See, here's my thing. More, I guess I'm going to have that Julia Child's uh, cookbook up on the, uh, <laughs> up on the bookshelf in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm going to take that down so you don't have to see it anymore.
Um, and then put a tennis ball in your PJs while lying on your what? back. What does that mean? Does that mean the tennis ball is like under your back? Putting a tennis ball in your PJs to stop you. Oh, from st- oh, I see. So you don't lie on your back. Yeah, because if I if I turn over on my back, I snore. If I'm on my stomach, I don't really snore as much. Wait, on my hold side on a, a little bit. So if you if you put a tennis ball in your uh, this this is confusing to me. You put a tennis ball in, in your, your PJs. PJs, then it's going to force you to not roll over to your back. I guess maybe if you put it under your shirts, and then uh, I don't sleep in PJs, but if you had a shirt on and you had the tennis ball there and you rolled over, that would be very uncomfortable having a tennis ball between you and the mattress on your back. That's a dumb idea, too. It is, but some people say it works. Even though I just wouldn't be able to sleep and I'd take the tennis ball out. God, can we not just all just be able to sleep and relax? Sleep is so important, and we have to stress now about that. Like, we have enough stress in our life. Now we have to stress about how we sleep. And whether or not you got enough tape or tennis balls <laughs> so you can go to sleep. On average, people uh, say they spend $40 a month to improve their snoring, or they'll shell out up to $340. You know, I, um, for like a good method. You know, there's the, uh, what, the CPAC machines? And a lot of people in my family have it. And I realize ever since I was a little kid, I'm a mouth breather when I sleep. And I think it's because my septum isn't, uh, isn't normal. I think it's a little small. And so What's a septum? that's like uh, what you breathe through your nose. Uh, okay. And it goes in there. A lot of people that have this issue also end up on a CPAC machine. Uh, but I ask my wife all the time, do I ever stop breathing? Does it ever sound like I need to go in for a sleep study? She's like, no, it's just you snore. And uh, so I don't know. It's hard to say. Some people, just the way you're built, it's easier to breathe through your mouth than it is your nose. And I find this really funny today since we're both dealing with these colds. <laughs> Last night, I couldn't, even, I couldn't get any air in or out of my nose, and I couldn't blow my nose. Everything was just clogged, and I'm pretty much there today as well. Anyways. Uh, 805-543-3693 if you have a sleep snoring remedy. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.